0: Hey guys, happy New Year. Although it's not actually like New Year's Eve or New Year's Day or anything, it's the second or the third of the month. but still, I haven't made an episode or a video since last year.. <laughs> so uh, happy 2019. I hope whatever you guys did was cool. I did very little. It's mostly uh, video gaming and staying inside with the wife and Uber Eats as company i think as you get older is kind of what you wind up doing um there's all those memes about it but you know when you're elementary school high school age it's all about like staying up and crushing pizza and soda that your parents buy you and let you stay up till midnight and i don't know i mean i'm sure my experience wasn't universal but uh, for most of the people i've spoken to and not just my city and country but it's kind of how it goes and then you get uh you get older and it's Maybe late high school, college, university age where it's just about like crazy partying and getting drunk and late and having fun and then you get to that sort of early 20s type of, you're responsible and you're kind of a grown adult but you're still attending these crazy parties because you have friends or associates who are still kind of not moved upwards away from that um, until it gets to a point where, you know, it's just... Another night, I guess And it's slightly challenging to stay up that late (laughs) I don't want to pretend I'm that old And uh, I don't actually want to be one of those people That, you know, it's just another day Like, no, it's not, it's New Year's And you should take the time to like I don't know, celebrate it And revel in the year's ending And a New Year's beginning But it definitely loses some of its luster Its sparkle Um, Fuck, when I was a kid I remember we'd get like Anything we wanted for dinner with my mom My dad would like I mean, my dad was, was an asshole, and even that day he was like, all right, well, you can stay up and play your games, and I'll buy cake and stuff. And I mean, it's fun for a lot of people. A lot of cultures do a New Year's thing. A lot of people, I mean, not like there's Jewish and Chinese New Year's, but they're not the same thing. They happen on their own calendars. But a lot of people have a family tradition for New Year's, and yeah, whatever you did, I hope it was cool. Uh, for gaming, I've been... Uh, I got Fallout 76 I'm going to pause for dramatic effect because everybody hates it (laughs) I don't really understand the hate but I definitely understand a bit of the disappointment I'm obviously hesitant to go off and rail on this because it was a Christmas present and (laughs) that just sounds like a real dick thing to do but uh, I like it although I I am here to talk about the validity of some of the complaints I guess Uh, first and foremost the notion that this is just like fallout 4 which a lot of people are are claiming holds a little bit of water i'm not gonna lie um it does definitely feel like i'm running some sort of dlc or or heavily patched pc version of of fallout 4 just because a lot of the, the game mechanics haven't changed and i mean that in a I guess it's easy enough to pick up and play is, if you're familiar with any of the Fallout games. But some of the stuff, I mean, especially the camp building and the city planning, I mean, it's totally unrefined as it was in, in Fallout 4. I'm a big settlement person in that game, and, and uh, I spent meticulous amounts of time maxing out the item count in my cities. I was building them so richly. And in this one, it just right off the gate, I, I picked this spot in the mountains to put up my first camp and just the tinkering with like the available wooden fences which just took so fucking long um yeah okay, online is not the way Fallout should have gone I will say it, I will say it definitively I'll say it in a bunch of accents if you want, it's not the right piece for Fallout Fallout is a solitary adventure about a man or a woman if I suppose if anything goes, a character traversing a wasteland that's foreign to them. It's dangerous. It's straight out of imagination. It's a very intimate adventure for yourself. And then you're, you're thrust in a world where, for some reason, everybody else is there with you. It does absolutely nothing for the story. It just means that you're running around and encountering the worst kind of people. i got to say, because I almost forgot, you really do encounter the worst kind of people. Because my first time playing the game... Um, rolled out of the vaults which um, kudos to them Uh, of all the times you've had to like leave under fire or because of an actual fire or various reasons getting like a you know a standing ovation as I exit and, and getting prepared for it as if I'm you know running like a community sponsored marathon or getting like water bottles and chairs it was actually pretty cool but I walked out the first human settlement I found where I guess I could encounter people one guy is just standing there, shooting all of his guns in the air. Like, accomplishing nothing. And then, uh... I guess the worst part of it was... <laughs> that... I had... I had basically no weapons. So this guy was was following me around... Doing... So little to help me. And watching me struggle in all my combats. So I was, uh... I don't know how to put it, I was fighting mole rats or something at the time, something that completely eluded me. Sorry, I should explain first that roaring noise that's coming in and out. I have uh, a day at work where I'm doing some archiving in our sort of mountainous fortress of file boxes that we keep in the deep, and uh, it's one of those, you can listen to music, you do whatever the hell you want, just get the job done, so I'm not slacking off or anything but I'm certainly uh, dividing my attention between two things so I got this guy running around shooting all up in the sky not helping me fight anything whatsoever Um, not that there were dangerous creatures but like I'm clearly grasping (laughs) for things and every time I'm trying to uh, connect to this person and and sort of like uh, request maybe a trade or something just keeps shooting at my feet And so I'm like, fuck it, I'm not going to waste my time, and I leave, and he's just following me, and doing this continuously, and if this wasn't, like, bad enough, the guy's name was Your Mom Gay, I mean, like, I'm not offended, I'm not, (laughs) it's not going to trigger me, but who fucking does that, who who gets a PSN account, and just decides, what, what, like, feeble-minded 12-year-old, or worse, you know, fully adulted person, decides, (laughs) that's so funny. Your mom gay, and now they're going to see that in every video game. Like, it's just not... It just boggles the mind. So, I, that was my first human interaction, and I feel like that's a very big thing for a game where everyone is hesitant to get in the water and online. should have been something where I'm kind of lubed up and gently introduced to some other characters, maybe people on my level, maybe a joint quest. Not like, oh, there's a mole rat, shit, can I get a gun? Oh, no, because this guy is running all over the place, like, taking the guns and killing my enemies but not the ones that I need him to, and being 0% responsive. Um, Your mom gay aside, I've had very um, amicable interactions with people, mostly in that I never run into anyone. Everyone's just always off doing their own thing, unless it's like a quest-heavy area, and then it's the same in any online game. Everyone's just like masked in the middle, just throwing up taunts and being stupid and like showboating their weapons and trying to kill all the good enemies, so... So far, from what I've seen, unless you just need the, you know, the firepower support, people online suck, and I really don't understand it. I can't build settlements to the same scale that I could in Fallout Four, and now it makes me wonder why I would want to, because people can just come and fuck my buildings. Um, I had done my typical sort of Bethesda RPG habit, where I wind up collecting like a thousand pounds of gear out of my one hundred carry limit, just because I do that, I don't know, I like looting all the rooms, I like carrying the, the weapons and I don't actually like traveling over-encumbered, especially in games that slow you down, but I find it very hard to choose what I can and can't collect, I'm not going to go into a room and be like, I'm going to take ah, oh, fuck it, I'm going to take it all it just happens, especially when I know I can scrap stuff down and junk it and, and claim the resources so I've been crawling around looking for a good place to throw up a camp uh <laughs> Mostly just because, I don't know, I wanted to be choosy. I didn't want to pick somewhere off the main road where people are just going to come in and, like, take a dump in my campfire. So I'm finding, like, this secluded spot in the woods. I'm, like, you know, find this perfect spot, <laughs> willing to set up my shop. And I equip the camp thing that lets you set up your designated area. And for some reason, the game glitches out and quits. And let me tell you, there's another thing that happens a lot. Happened probably once or twice every play session I have, and that never fucking happened when Fallout was not online, but anyway. Glitch is out, and when I return, it was to a marker, maybe 20 minutes of fucking travel time away, and it happened to be a marker where your mom gay was hanging out, and we're not party friends. There was no, like, obvious reason why we were connected there. It just happened stance that I died and was back-kicked to, like, the very previous uh, checkpoint like settlement i discovered, and that guy was there too. It just absolutely like fucking turned off my console. I'm like, I'm done with this. So, online has problems, man. I'm sure if I'm um, shacking up with friends or people who I don't know, maybe were good at the game and could work as a team, I guess there's something to be said, but I don't understand why you couldn't have done it Diablo-style, where it's sort of a you're putting the emphasis on the couch play and the, the local team play instead of this MMO Warcraft style where everyone else existing is just a headache that's actually unfair I should compare it more to the Star Wars MMO I think Star Wars Empires or something I don't know I played it a couple of years ago it was you could be like a light or a dark Jedi character person mercenary could be the Empire of the Alliance, I think, but the dynamic of the game was you existed online and let's say we're searching a container and it had a lightsaber, if I searched it and you searched it at the same time, we're both going to pull out that lightsaber, which I've noticed Fallout has, thankfully, although the depth of that uh, I'm confused about, especially when it comes to um, killing enemies, like if uh, I kill a super mutant, my stuff, you know, can other people loot that body? When I'm looting other corpses, I mean, am I stealing from people? Honestly, the game doesn't do a great job explaining anything. And that is probably my only central problem that I would tell people to avoid the game because of, is that if you loved Fallout, chances are you loved the story. You loved the, you know, where's my son? And i got to clean the water for dad and all that stuff. And now it's like, get out there, play an online game. They're, They're pretty much telling you that. They're like, this vault is full of people who will reclaim the wilderness or, you know, haunted and to shout destruction, or... Pe- I mean, like, it just basically says your character means nothing, or, you know, producing an army of people who are entering the wasteland, so don't expect any kind of specific treatment or cinematics. Yeah. Which is balls. Let's just remember that fucking Liam Neeson was in Fallout 3, and I mean, these are games that, that it mattered. It's not like <laughs> Counter-Strike, where... I've never fucking given a shit and I will continue to not give a shit and each subsequent game understands that this is like we know you guys were here mostly for the story but how about instead of the story random people can steal your things um, the first fatal interaction I had with another person was, was actually an accident it was really funny and I still feel bad I was in some like depot clearing the place out of, of um, ghouls or scorched which are like ghouls and some of them have this sort of Nazi-esque, like, black capped officer hat. And just running through these guys with my shotgun and mowing them down. And then out of nowhere, one rounds a corner and, and is heading towards me. But he rounds the corner with, like, a meter of distance, like a, a nose away from me. We re- turned the corner at the same time. And I unloaded, a, you know, obviously a shell into him. I think, like, headshot slash face... Sh- I mean, he was just fucked up and dead instantly. And I look over, and he's, just, like, kneeling and squatting in pain instead of, like, being exploded like all the other ones. And I'm like, ah, fuck. So... I get this real quandary, because he's standing there and he doesn't have any teammates, and he's not... Re- like, you can kill yourself and then respawn, and then you can come pick up your gear. Or you can sit there and wait 30 seconds to be um, revived. So we just had this really uncomfortable eye contact moment where I watched him purposefully exist to uh, rub in the fact that I accidentally killed him. And I'm not a bitch, man. I know the video game laws and the codes of conduct. I'm not going to steal a shit, especially for a kill like that. So I stood there, and I don't know the game, I don't know the physics of the game, I don't know who can take what, or what stash boxes are or anything. So I'm guarding his shit. So I stand there, and I wait for like the ten minutes, so that nobody steals his stuff, so that it doesn't like respawn. Because it's a gentlemanly thing to do. So he shows up, like guns blazing and then he sees me just standing there and i get it a lot of people could grief or like could you know maybe be quick enough from the draw to like lure you in and kill you but i clearly mean no harm i'm not even wearing armor i'm wearing like a leather jacket and jeans maybe a shoulder weapons holster and everything and he looks me over and he just he goes and takes his stuff which is a little bit in front of me And then I'm like okay we're done here and I gotta walk away and just fucking unloads so many bullets into my back but he's like a terrible shot I'm getting like leg crippled and arm crippled by accident and I'm still escaping and it's like at this point I'm really annoyed because if he had just killed me outright we'd be done with it but I'm now actively engaged in a very half-assed and sloppy gunfight where I'm not returning fire and I'm just kind of like you got your stuff you want to stop shooting and like This guy must have gone through three different weapons worth of ammo. Because I could hear he'd fire until he would switch the gun. And it wasn't like a strategy thing. It was like a fuck. So, you know... I just wouldn't... I wouldn't be so quick to say it's a bad game. And I would avoid it, as a lot of people are saying. But I wouldn't take the stance that these... You know, accusations and complaints are are baseless. Because you know there are a lot of things that a lot of questions to be asked uh, this was just kind of the controversy on it and uh, because I'd been dying to play you all know Fallout 4 was, was so sacred for me and Fallout 3 and I played uh, I beat New Vegas too but for this one to hear that a you know triple A release like that got such terrible reviews and that they fudged it and made it it's true a lot of that is uh, valid so I'm going to keep on trucking I just got a Union Civil War uniform and a black flintlock pistol, so I'm going to keep on making my way through Appalachia, and hopefully the gameplay picks up and the content is so good that it redeems these shortcomings. Or maybe there will be some sort of change in, in internet etiquette and suddenly everyone I play with will not be garbage, but, you know, it's really hard. That one's long odds. Uh, we talked about Aquaman last time, but it's it's still charting, man. It's uh, you know it's going to hit that billion mark. They're talking about how it's one of the most successful DC movies of all time. I think coming up somewhere if behind or in front of The Dark Knight Returns. Rises, sorry, rises. Returns obviously didn't get the theatrical release, and they're different in a million other ways, but um, yeah, that's definitely worth seeing. Uh, Movie Fights did a uh, Mike Carlson, uh, Joe Star and I forget the other guest That Simpsons person they did an episode on uh, what franchises should Aquaman join and it was really funny it it had some pretty great takeaways Uh, I don't know what I would have said for that one I would have possibly I don't know I think Pirates of the Caribbean is low hanging fruit I think it'd be great I mean those things are like Beaten dead horses, anyway. So, if you're gonna keep throwing them back out there, you may as well throw one out there that has Aquaman in it. If we've already had like every other nautical based thing, Uh, I would also make an argument for a sequel to the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen featuring Aquaman. Obviously, Nemo and Aquaman and the Nautilus have a lot of common territory. Bring them in, bring in some other literary folk heroes and characters of myth. Um, doesn't have to be based on an existing intellectual property or anything by by uh, any of the first volumes creators if they're not willing to collab on it. Just seemed like a movie that if we're making sequels and reboots for terrible things, it should have a sequel, not a reboot. Because I think the first one was great. Still, always remember that. Well, there's a lot of memorable ones, but when I think they're invading Dorian Gray's house and they're all like fucking shit up, and then he gets. Shot a bunch of times in the chest, and then I think his chest is revealed and the wounds have vanished and the guy's like, what are you? And he's like, I'm complicated. And it's like, oh, good movies. Um Reddit Redemption, I'm still trying to get through it, but it's it's so hard. It's like that massive like Tom Clancy book that you have on your shelf that you wanted to read, and every time you pick it up, it's like, fuck, it's so good, but it's so dense. <laughs> so it's it's now fallen slightly behind Fallout in the uh, in the queue of what I'm doing, game-wise. Uh, I saw Into the Spider-Verse. That was what I was trying to remember. It was really good. I'm not gonna come at you yelling and telling you how it is the best Spider-Man movie ever and it's changed the definition and well, where is Miles Morales? But, like, it was a good movie. It was a good cartoon movie. Gotta say that because that's a huge thing totally changes everything in a movie, about a movie, and what a movie's capable of when it's not live-action actors, when it's animated. Um, it was a great story. It was a fantastic look at the Spider-Verse for someone who... I've always appreciated Spider-Man as a character. I've never read enough of the comics to understand anything of the logic behind the Spider-Verse. I, I hope the movie gave me a good education on that. I mean, feel free to send me a message and educate me more, but... Uh, my understanding was that there was just a bunch of alternate dimensions with other Spider-Man-like characters, and, and the way they pulled it into a cohesive movie was great. Loved all the cameos, loved all the Marvel characters. I mean, what's nice about Marvel is they really all live together, especially the New York crowd. So when you get Spider-Man villains in the house, you get characters that you're familiar with from Marvel, from you know Daredevil, Marvel Knights, from Punisher stuff, from Avengers, from... Uh, some Fantastic Four stuff. I mean, uh, most of the teams either wind up encountering or incorporating the same stable of characters at one point or another. That noise coming in and out is like this massive wheel turbine thing that I keep having to kind of go close to because the lights in this place are automated and that's where the sensor is, so... Apologies. Um... I thought that Peter was great. I thought Miles Morales was a great Spider-Man. I think obviously throw him in a movie in a couple of years would be amazing. Um, I'm still a big Tobey Maguire fan. I think the first Spider-Man is classic and it sort of launched the thousand ships of the superhero decades that we got afterwards. I think Spider-Man 2 is amazing and the Doc Ock fight is one of the coolest and most fluid fights that we had. And the third one sucks, but that doesn't take away from the first two. Uh, I thought The Amazing Spider-Man was good. I have a soft spot for it. I think Andrew Garfield made an amazing Spider-Man, but a very bad Peter Parker because he was, you know, hot and trendy and hipstery and just not that sort of lame milk toast nobody that you needed Spider-Man to be. You know, the strength of Spider-Man comes from him being such a normal, plain do well guy who's given such tremendous powers but he uses them in the parameters of a good person and and someone who doesn't let that dictate who they are so he was good I mean he was kind of a victim of like this Sony visual movie where everything was about like glorious shots and camera angles and casting two gorgeous people who are dating in real life to play people who are dating which is a bad, it's not good I mean Zach and Miri make a porno kind of taught us that but more realistically, you just you don't want to do that because that's not acting, right? And if you're dating and you have chemistry in real life, how hard is that to translate onto the screen? I mean, it's not. So they're both great, but again, they just didn't fit. I thought uh, it wasn't a lasting choice when they made the call for Gwen Stacy instead of Mary Jane, as well. Because you always need both at the least. I mean, you can have just Mary Jane, or you can have both, but you can't really just have Gwen Stacy. You know. Good or bad, Mary Jane is, is like the staple pantheon girlfriend female relationship in comics. You got her there beside Lois Lane. You got—I would say those are actually the two biggest, probably. Fucking nobody knows Batman's like the Silver St. Clouds and the—I um, think someone's name is Golden Dawn. I don't want to be quoted on that, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> that's someone. Uh, Jezebel Jett right? I think uh, Vicky Vale. I don't know, he bangs a lot of people, it's not really the same thing. The the, the long-time monogamous developed love interests of Mary Jane is is pretty paramount, but uh, Tom Holland's doing it, man. Tom Holland is the Spider-Man we wanted. He's got the energy, the youthfulness, he's got in and out of the suit, I buy it, that's the thing. Most of these other guys, that's the, the line, They were good Peter Parker, they weren't a good Spider-Man for, you know, the first and then vice versa for the second. He nails it. He's good, he's young, he's got the humor. There's nothing not to like about the movies, and Michael Keaton, I mean, the amazing, like, just that scene was great. The prom, like, driving up to prom in the car. I mean, everybody talks about it, but it's true. I mean, very few superhero movies actually intimidate you, and it's when he was at his sort of most human that it was most intimidating. Far From Home is going to be amazing, and I think Far From Home will have everyone saying the same thing about, quote, best Spider-Man movie ever, but regarding that, and I mean it's easy when something new comes out, but I mean I felt at the end of the day it was, it was a Spider-Man movie, and it definitely does not rank above some of the, you know, I would say it's probably third, maybe, Spider-Man 1, maybe 2, and then... I don't know. Homecoming was really good. I don't know where the line of, of sacrilege and blasphemy is, to put it above the Sam Raimi movie, but... Um, look, you can compile your own spotter lists and let me know where you rank things. I'd be very interested. There's probably a bunch of like straight-to-TV movies that I'm missing. I had one on VHS when I was a kid, though, where the Venom symbiote comes to Earth from the 90s animated show, which was great. Um, yeah, so check out Spider-Verse. It's getting continued uh, wide theatrical releases, So, partially because it's doing so well. So if you haven't seen it yet, try to go check it out in theaters, because you might not have that much time left to do that. And we'll end it on one more topic. I had like a 5, 10 minute viewing of... No, that's not fair. Maybe 20 minutes of Ready Player One that I started... This was, like, over the New Year's weekend, and I'm pretty sure I was high. I don't know if my wife... No, she was not. She's pregnant. Um, <laughs> which is going well, by the way. I guess, uh, as promised, that did not become such a focal topic yet. So that's that's still in the peripheries. But it's going well. We're leaning towards a definitive name, but just for the sake of suspense and some minor superstition, I'll announce that in a few more closer-to-the-time episodes. But... Uh, no it's good I was uh (laughs) we smoked or I smoked and I was wanting to watch something that would suit the flavor of that and so she put on Ready Player One because neither of us had seen it and I think it was like on Netflix or Crave or something that we watch and I don't know I know it wasn't the weed but my god was that movie bad (laughs) like I need to finish it granted it's hard to judge a movie until you finished it so take this with a grain of salt and I will correct myself if I view it and I found that I made a quick judgment and error. But it was just when you get references in, in movies, when you're delivered like an Easter egg or a you know, a, a line that throws away a reference to something that makes you, you know, oh I get that, that's cool, or oh I like seeing that, I got that reference. But it's like they're you know, they're they're throwing you a bone. They're they're putting that as a gemstone amidst the rest of the backdrop. Ready Player One is like a fucking bukkake of culture references, man. I'm getting, like, blasted in the face with every video game character and ref. I mean, they do this, this I don't know, this jargon between two characters where they're trying to prove which one knows more about this, like, computer nerd idol that they all worship, and just the back-and-forth fast-firing of references that are just so cliche and often, you know, it just, it got so cringy and so hard to watch, and every character and every I don't know, it it has this feeling, this sort of iRobot feeling where you're in a a world that's tangibly similar to what we have but technologically they're just leaps and bounds in a way that is so far that we can't really question it and we can't find fault in in this world design but the way the world is now, the, the, the amount of woke that video game people are to like bugs, hacking, things like that the the whole premise of that movie is just so stupid. Like, you're fucking telling me nobody's ever driven straight backwards in the start of a race? I do that in Mario Kart for the shits, just when I'm bored. Especially if the game's set up and you got no one to play around with, because Mario Kart single-player is the worst. It's like the definition of friendlessness if you're playing Mario Kart, or, like, Wii Sports, or Smash on your own, and I play Smash on my own, I, I take that in stride, but... Uh, yeah, just this idea that there's this unchecked mystery And that there's only like 50 people that are still searching Fuck that noise, man Firstly, every company would like put a couple people on the payroll To be like in the race every day and trying And also, okay, you know what, I'm going to finish the movie And like it or not, I'm going to come back at this Because it was hard, man I heard Wreck-It Ralph got roasted when it came out The first one, obviously because it you know, it didn't have enough references and it, it referenced things like Sonic that were irrelevant to the film, but it was a good movie and it was like, oh, Sonic is in one of those ads haha, <laughs> I love Sonic, and if you're with someone who's birthed under a rock and they have no fucking idea, you like, oh, that's a video game character that's a reference, this one was like just sitting there with her fucking mouth open as they as they <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> just for the sake of this being in my office and in the non-explicit part of the podcast network, I'm gonna Leave the rest to imagination. The erotic podcast hour. No, I'm kidding. Um, so I will. I'll get back to you guys on that one. The, the jury's still out. But in the meantime, probably going to leave it there for today. You know, I apologize that the sound quality today was wonky, and uh, I got a lot more to talk about this year. We got a lot of good topics to get into. So keep checking it out and keep reaching out too, you know, I always, uh, suggestions are never bad, unless they're bad, I don't know, use your common sense, but thanks guys, I'm gonna leave it there, and I'll talk to you next time, see you later.